You getting mad? You getting mad? I'm getting rich. You getting mad? I'm getting rich. Watch out, little bitch. Watch out, little bitch. Watch out, little bitch. Hey, watch out, little bitch. You getting mad? You getting mad? I'm getting rich. Welcome to the Ginger and the Beef podcast. The podcast where I fuck up the intro and Isaac makes fun of me. Again. <laughs> you know, the, the worst part about this is this is literally our second time trying to record this podcast today. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, we, only, we, only got, we only got like 40 minutes into um, doing this one before we found out that you didn't hit record. Yeah, I didn't press the, the record button. I'm a little bit embarrassed about that. Um, one job. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, actually, two. You're the record I, guy and the intro guy, so <laughs> I'm good at both of them. <laughs> I, I make I make high quality decisions when it comes to recording. But you Back know what? You know what? That's what makes it fun, right? Right. Get to shit on Daryl Day, and uh, I'll go home and I'll, I'll, well, I'm already home, but I'll go to sleep <laughs> and cry in my bed. You just you just oh. wanted to talk to us longer tonight. That's all. That's you know what? I heard you guys talking about playing games and stuff, and I'm like, no, fuck you guys. We're going to chat with Daryl. So this is Ginger and the Beef podcast, and we have a special guest here today. Who do we got, Isaac? We do. We have a old friend, old friend of ours, um, Taylor McAlpine, has joined us tonight. That's not mine, Mom. Wow. Taylor is drinking a beer. The second time I did it. (laughs) (laughs) So so two things you'll notice. Uh, Isaac decided to pass the tin can on to Taylor. Uh, so Taylor can can be nice and quiet in the background, but you know what? We love having him here, so we'll put up with it. And Isaac upgraded. Yeah, I, I definitely leveled up on the old podcast tech. Um, got a better mic for recording remotely. Remotely, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. So yeah, you know Taylor what? is going to be Mister Quiet Headphones today. They're, are they that quiet? No, they're not that bad. They're you just got to have the mic the mic to your mouth. Like we talked about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right, like that. Right in front of your mouth. Like put it in your mouth. You know what? You know what's funny? In my, it's split second there. I was like, he's not going to do it. Yeah, he totally 100%. is. Yeah. He did it. So yeah. Taylor, we're, we're friends. We've been friends since 2006. And we met uh, through, I played hockey with your brother in college went to your parents' place for a team dinner and I was wearing a band hoodie and we bonded over the, the, the similar interest in the band that, that I was wearing and representing. Um, and then we just, we're a year apart. So we just ended up being best friends from then on. And, and uh, you, you became a great scapegoat for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was, I was actually yeah, yeah. going to talk about how I, Isaac was the black sheep to the, to, to Taylor's life, to Taylor's partying life. It's like they're, you were living with your parents in the basement because they live locally in Calgary and we were going to school in Calgary. So you take, you know, took the, the advantage of the, the uh, cheap rent. Yeah. He had, um, he had free tuition and he still took cheap rent. I have to, I have to say, so, yeah, he still took a student loan out so that he could party. <laughs> but, no, but we Bible had, school boys, I would say we had, we had some of my favorite times, um, as young bucks, uh, at your place. No, so. I think you spelled bucks wrong. It's fucks. Yeah, young, well, young fucks. Dill, I don't know if you, uh, if Isaac ever told you this, but he would, um, when when I would throw <laughs> parties when my parents would be out of town, he would purposely try to hide bottle caps in the house or an empty beer can, so that my parents <laughs> would find it. 
I never knew that, but that is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Because so, because you, your your parents are, let's say they're very similar to mine and well and Isaac's, um, very very religious folks, um, yep. who who are you know kind of by the book understanding of course, love their kids, love them even even when you Taylor make shitty decisions, they still love you. Yeah. Um, so that's good, but but yeah, I think that's hilarious. I can't believe you actually used to do that. That's kind of a dick move if you think about it. Uh, it is, and uh, <laughs> I I would either blame Isaac or I would blame um, <clears throat> this other guy that went to Emeralds with us, Yena, <laughs> who uh, his, his dad worked with my dad, and he happened to live on the same street as me. So I was just like, yeah, Yena came over and he brought over a six pack. Huh? I don't know. Oh man. And you know what the funniest part about that is? Did, like, did his... I never actually I ne- I told you I would hide shit to make you sweat. I oh, never I never actually hid anything for your parents to find. So if they found anything, like if you're that one time your mom found like a bottle cap or something and she was like, You told me the story, you're like she said, uh, um Taylor, where does this bottle this uh beer bottle cap come from? And you were like, Oh uh, uh yeah, Isaac brought a six pack over. <laughs> I didn't actually stash that there. I just, you know, I told you I might have. Dude, I, so, I also blamed you for uh for my mom finding cigarettes in my room. Ah, oh, you motherfucker. There's no it's, like, it's no wonder Heather hated me when I was that age. I was like, oh, yeah, those are Isaac's uh he doesn't want his uh his girlfriend to know that he's smoking. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I, you, I get it though. I'm I was an adult and and living in Calgary on my own, had a girlfriend, went home and the first time my mom's like, You kinda smell like cigarettes. I'm like, Well, yeah, that was me. It was the first time I admitted it and I was like, you know, twenty eight years old. It's kind of a brutal thing. Uh but again, smoking is bad. Uh yes. don't snart because uh, it's hard to stop. Yeah, I uh I made the decision to smart start smart smoking when uh when i was 19 tw- at bible college at bible college when i was going when i was playing hockey it was yep. a very good life choice i uh, i think i talked really to good for your for your cardio especially when you're playing hockey no great for your cardio to, to clarify it's actually menthols that are good for your cardio oh right and yeah, oh. yeah those are the ones that help uh, cure your cold yeah, yeah those are the ones they banned they yeah, banned those they soothe your they soothe your sore throat as well yes yeah so there's uh there is a, a real reason we brought Taylor here. Not, not that we don't love having him here. It's great to have you here. Um, but today we are going to attempt, uh, again, <laughs> a bracket. And and this time we realize that, that we need someone to help us out when we're stuck. Because uh, we're only two people and two people can't make an odd vote, right? We, need, we, we can't have a majority. We need a tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, a tiebreaker. <laughs> Fuck, Taybreaker. This is the worst thing I've ever heard. No, it's the uh, best, but, and it's going to stay. No, no it's, way. It's, I the will ta- not, it's, it's the Taybreaker. I will not allow it. Or well, maybe I, I, feel I, like I guess you're I don't really have to say. So. <laughs> there we go. So, the Taybreaker decides. For the, the first time on this podcast, Taybreaker has just been voted in by by way of Taybreaker. <laughs> Jesus. All right. <laughs> so... The the bracket today uh, we did one a few weeks ago for the Christmas movies and we also we did came one, to a co- we also did one forty five minutes ago for uh, this yeah forty five minutes ago that didn't get recorded. However, at least we only got kind of like a th- not even a quarter of the way through, so we're fine. 
totally. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. We're we're gonna make it through this, and we're starting from the other side. We're gonna we're gonna break it down. We're gonna do good. This bracket today is full of emotion. Oh, emotion or emo? Just so much emotion. Emotion. I remember. Okay, that was when, very uh, good. Did you? Are you a singer? I in in another <laughs> life, in another lifetime. So, I I I used to be in a band. No big deal. We know. Uh, used to play shows. Uh, we played a show in, we would play in Strathmore all the time. I don't know why there was a good dude there. His name, I'm not joking. His name was emo Dave and he would plan shows in Strathmore and he was in an emo band and I was in a metal ish band. Uh, but we played together. And when Dave's band was playing one time, he was kind of in a, you know, sometimes in emo songs, it'll kind of break down or to get a little soft. It'll get quiet. And then that's when the emotion will really come out. They'll be talking about something super sad, super hard, you know, going through a breakup or whatever the fuck you're talking about. And someone from the crowd just yelled, emotion. <laughs> I guess you had to be there, but it was fucking hilarious at the time. Yeah, I definitely yeah. had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I only found five bucks afterwards. So uh, <laughs> that, that Emo works. Dave, you made it sound like his name was actually Emo Dave when in, when in fact it's probably a nickname. No, of course it was no, a nickname, but his name. that's what everyone called him. <laughs> I, I have no idea what his real name. Well, obviously his name's Dave. But, I think his name's Dave. But I have no idea Last whatever name happened. Dave, first name Emo. <laughs> Can <laughs> you imagine? He he actually legally changed his name to Emo Dave. His surname is Dave. <laughs> it makes sense. Okay, so, so we're doing an Emo bracket because we did a, we did a bracket of uh, Christmas movies and we got a little bit of feedback from from our good buddy Dan, uh, and he just you know he we we thought it was good chat about it. We we thought we should do a better job of seeding our our choices for this bracket this time around, right, Daryl? We absolutely did, and, and we also decided that both me and Isaac—that's improper English, isn't it? But uh, both Isaac and myself—I don't you fucking did that know. first time too. There, whatever. So either way, both of us are going to be supporting a band that's coming up against each other at least for the first round so i have eight bands isaac has eight bands and they're gonna battle head to head and we'll see who makes it to the top yeah and that's <laughs> the it bands are gonna come so, each other and we're gonna battle heads to heads <laughs> sure you're gonna touch tips yeah. so the hardest thing <laughs> for me with this bracket <laughs> talking about touching tips yeah, and then the hardest thing down here <laughs> so the hardest part was coming up with this list because emo is so hard to define, at least for me. I I think of a lot of different styles of music and kinds of music, but I guess in reality, we all kind of came to a consensus that it was the bands that we love. So obviously someone listening be, will say, oh, how come you didn't have this band or this band? We have a list of like 30 bands down here that we didn't add to the list. Um, things like Fall Out Boy, Blink-182, I don't think they count. Yeah, and we Some listen- people would say they do. Like we listened to those bands before anybody else, but we just wanted to like make sure we got the right bands in this list, so that's why we didn't include them. Yeah, um, of course. I think your brother, you were mentioning your brother mentioned the uh, the aesthetic, the emo aesthetic is kind of what we're going for. So these bands so, so are what, bands we chose based on not only their their you know genre of their music and their lyrics, but also their their look, their that kind of phase of emo look. Is, uh, kind and of and, and we're we're basically going from you know 2000 to 2010. We're we're kind of 
we're, we're not trying to necessarily pigeonhole ourselves. Some of these bands are still going. Some of these bands are from before that, but that's what, when you Wikipedia it or when you Google it, that's kind of the, the, the heyday of emo. We're not making right? excuses either. Like these are bands that we wholeheartedly think are the best choices for this genre. And fuck you. If you think otherwise make your own goddamn bracket. Right. Wow. That was a, ag- that was aggressive. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Tell them how it is from the tin can there. Give, Tay. The, give them the tea breaker. Get them. All right. <laughs> Box so why don't we just fucking ears? <laughs> All right. Why don't we dive right into this? Have so, you ever actually boxed somebody's ears? No. What is boxing ears? So it's when you it's when you clap your hands, but on the person's ears. So like you clap your hands together, but use their head as the per- the piece between your hands over their ears, and it actually creates like a pocket of air, and it hurts. Like you can actually, if you do it hard enough, you can actually break somebody's rupture people's eardrums. It fuck. I've had it happen, and it fucking hurts. I can only imagine. Now, boxing, what's boxing so weird ears ain't no fucking joke, bro. What's so weird about boxing your ears is in one of the bands on this list, the singer has a side project where he was like all folky. His name's Dustin Kensru, and he had a song where he talks about she boxes my ears. So was he an abusive relationship? Or maybe it was like a really weird fetish thing where he liked to get hurt sexually. That you know what? I didn't think of that. That's a smart move. Um, <laughs> singing about that in a in a popular song. So. All that right. was thrice and, uh, for anybody who was wondering. Well, and and I think we should just start right there. Um, okay. We're on. we're starting on the east coast of our bracket today. We have uh, we have a, a band that I'm bringing to the table uh, thrice as as what I think is a better emo band, and Isaac's coming in with Under Oath. Yeah. So why is Under Oath a better emo band? Um, I think that they're an emo band. Uh, good point. Good point. They. Uh, I think they were they were solid for that genre for that time. They put on a good show. Saw them a couple of times. Went to I think we saw them at Warp Tour and we saw them at Taya. We Mac, saw them together, right? Mac Hall. Mac Hall. Mac Hall. Mac Hall. They put on a killer show. Uh, their drummer, what's his name again? Aaron, Aaron Gillespie. Gillespie. Aaron Gillespie. He clean vocals. Awesome drummer. Really awesome drummer. Um, there's there's a theme. Obviously, I know, right? Like honestly, there's three bands have... on this list that have clean singing drummers. That's awesome. Yeah. And because we, we all for those drums, of you who didn't actually, know, I, we, I was hey, the clean singing drummer in my band. We all play drums too. We do. All so we're all little drummer boys. We're all we were. So, yeah, little drummer boys. We like to drum on things. We're because that's because we can't read music. Um, <laughs> I I definitely think that Thrice is a better a better band. <laughs> like I don't I I I pick Under Oath or I threw Under Oath on this list, but they got matched up with a Juggernaut. So what what, yeah. what do I say? I, I think I don't think there is much to say. I think Thrice uh, they came in their first couple albums were super like a lot more uh, had a bit of a punk feel, but then they had some heaviness to them. And then Artist in the Ambulance came out, and that really that is in my opinion that that was like they were one of the bands that kind of started the the screamo trend um in in emo but i think i love them i think they deserve to keep going and they've had a great great career they they keep going putting out new music uh it's different now but it's still really good so i'm um, saying thrice goes on i i say thrice goes on as well we don't need a taybreaker here but i do i will say that under oath for sure uh the aesthetic i went with like they had the american apparel hoodie aesthetic where they had the hood up skinny hoodie zipped up skinny jeans hair Skinny jeans, hair sticking out, Vans. Uh, oh, and their hair was straightened for sure, and straightened hair, hundred percent. So yeah, I, aesthetically, I, 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 
Oh, sorry. From the tin can, Taylor had some notes. What was that? I I saw thrice in Vancouver, and I have to say, hands down, that was probably one of the most, like, it was, like, the best experience of a heavier show. It wasn't like, okay, I'm just going to go to the pit. Like, actually watching them perform was so incredible. Thrice are unreal. Well, they, they were they were like progressive what what we now call like prog rock prog metal they were progressive before in in this genre before anyone really they had different time signatures they were playing weird time signatures and and things that were hard to follow along with before you know metal went all genty and weird and stuff but and they're one yeah. of those bands one of the very few bands that could progress and change and mature um and actually and actually get better where other bands on this list have tried to go in that direction and not necessarily done it successfully. Exactly. All right. Well, I think we're all in agreement that thrice is moving on. Uh, I love under oath. I loved them back in the day. They were one of the weird ones who got progressively heavier with every album. So that was kind of cool until they split up and whatever, but yeah. uh, they, they, had, they, had, it. they had a nice four album run where they, progressively got heavier and heavier and heavier and it was really i they they were great albums but i don't think they yeah we're, we're gonna cut them from this list horse is dead Mo- horse is dead <laughs> horse is dead do you guys remember horse the band uh nope all right let's move on <laughs> no. all right this this next matchup is an absolute you said juggernaut for thrice but this next matchup i think is is I don't know. I have a feeling one of these bands might go all the way. I could be wrong. Okay. But that's my opinion. And and I the have one a I'm talking about. Yeah, I think it's My Chemical Romance. Oh fuck, that was not who I thought you were talking about. Oh, there you go. Well, I I have My Chemical Romance. You threw in Boxcar Racer, which was a side project from Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. Um, I think My Chemical Romance carried the emo genre in the mid two thousands. I I would say they were the emo genre for the better part of what 2004 to 2006 yeah what what was it those <clears throat> two like, albums i'm that... not okay i'm not promise okay. yeah they they had everything man like the dude could sing he wore the makeup he uh he was really legions legions of fans uh he had girls and boys just chasing his tails um i don't know they're they're catchy too like i gotta admit man i listened i listened to him what, what's awesome is well, one of my coworkers at work, uh, Liam, loves My Chemical Romance. Uh, it's awesome because I'm in my office and all of a sudden I'll just hear some My Chemical Romance come on. Like Helena will start playing or, or whatever. And it's just like every time you hear it, you just you don't turn it off. You just listen because it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really loved Boxcar Racer. They had one album. I think that was it. And it was they a good one, album. They but had one album, yeah. It was a good album, but it wasn't the best like it, it was, didn't it didn't carry on it no and it was like it was like a sp- experimental album like if you if you really want to do a deep dive tom DeLong was essentially using boxcar racer as a way to kind of mature his guitar playing and his songwriting and which eventually turned into angels and arrows yeah so boxcar racer was kind of like a a, a bridge to to angel and airwaves and there's a couple songs on that album that if you don't know them if you hear them then i don't know where the fuck you grew up because if you don't know there is by boxcar racer when you hear it it's it's very well known at least in my opinion um it's very angsty and and teenagery and and romantic and uh, like 
I loved listening to it. I listened to it on repeat, man. I had that on some on some mix CDs for girls too. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I got to say one of our one of our mutual friends, he uh he said to me, "Boxcar Racer and Angel and Airwaves really showed you who the creative one of Blink-182 was." Like, oh yeah. Like, Tom DeLonge was definitely the one that like put more emotion into the songs and was the one doing the creative stuff with it. Well, absolutely. And you listen to, <clears throat> I watched the thing like a year ago, two years ago on YouTube. It had Mark Hoppus from Blink tell, doing like a songwriting seminar. And he did the same three chords that are in most of the really punky Blink songs. It was kind of funny because you could actually, just like you said, absolutely see that Box Racer and Angels and Airwaves were way more creative than what Blink ever was. Blink was awesome. It, it well, was I would great say- to me. I wouldn't say it was better than Blink ever was. Like Blink when it was self-titled, I think like musically on the on you know just musically, I think Blink when it was self-titled album is actually very good. Um, yeah, absolutely. I it's think that if album. you look at if you look at from the split on Mark Hoppus's experiments or his side bands and his other projects, and then you look plus at Tom 44. DeLonge's, yeah, plus forty four. Um, you look at Tom DeLonge's like. It's a it's a landslide victory. Like Boxcar and and and, and uh, Angel and Airwaves are excellent. And plus, Tom DeLonge definitely doesn't have any crazy tendencies either. <laughs> yeah, he's not a. You know what? Honestly, though, like a lot of his shit is now being proven true. Let's let's be honest. Aliens are now proven to be existed according to the government. So, or exist. Yeah, let's let's get Tom DeLonge on Joe Rogan. No, no. Let's get Tom DeLonge he, on this show. He was on Joe Rogan and he talked yeah. about it quite a was bit. Was he? Dude, oh, yeah. and it's it's actually really funny because you listen to everything he said in that podcast and and you listen to it and you're like, dude, this guy's got to be fucking crazy. A year down the road, we're in the middle of COVID and the government's releasing fucking pretty much all these documents and and footage that Tom DeLonge was talking about in that podcast with Rogan where everybody was calling him crazy. So, who's fucking crazy, Daryl? Well, Tom DeLonge. No, <laughs> a little bit. Well, he probably is. He just likes aliens a lot. He does, yeah. And 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 that's that's a story for a whole other day, um, because he just got knocked out of our bracket. So fuck him. Hey, whoa, right. settle down. We'll have. Hey, Tom, I love you. We'll have you on the. We'll have you on the show one of these days. Yeah, he's a friend of the podcast. So yeah, when we have when we have time. You know. Yeah, exactly. So Busy our stretch. next our next matchup here is uh, another band with a drumming singer, and for you, you're bringing in from autumn to ashes. I am against what I think is a band that's going to continue on in this round Thursday. That's because Thursday's awesome. They are. They're just really good. From Autumn to Ashes is also awesome. You mentioned they have another, it's another band that has a a drummer who does clean vocals, Francis Mark. Uh, He's sick. They're, you know, they had a bunch of good, a couple good albums, a few good albums. Um, But, you know, it's Thursday. It's yeah. Thursday was, they there's a I, I i mentioned it one time there's a song that they talk about drowning themselves in a tub of black hair dye so you know that's just emo as fuck that's almost nothing as emo as paint your fingernails wow are you gonna bring that up again every goddamn time daryl <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it no there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. no don't make fun of it all right so i'm not I think thursday, it up. i think thursday's moving on in that in that round i love for mom dashes i love thursday i think thursday holds more of the emo aesthetic. Can we just 
I agree, but can we just, and they had more, I'd say they're more consistently emo, but can we just like give some, uh, give a shout out? I, I wholeheartedly love From Autumn to Ashes and I just want to say like the fiction we live and the album after that, the one I already mentioned, oh, fuck, what's good? God damn it. What's the, what's yep. the Abandon album? Your Friends? Abandon mm-hmm. Your Friends. That's the one. Um, those are two really good albums that you should download and I know the names of them. So obviously they're that good. Yeah, the fiction we live and the song "The Fiction We Live" is really good. Yeah, it's a yeah, they're really good good albums. If anything, um, if, if nothing comes out of this 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 episode, other than you know maybe some people listen to some bands they never they never listened to before, um, I'd be happy. You know, I see what you're trying to say. Yeah, I I agree. There's there's some on the other side that I think we're going to mention too, that are kind of like that. All right, so one more band here on the East Coast. We have. My pick, Monine, a great Canadian emo staple versus basically the emo god of all gods, Dashboard Confessional. I didn't know Monine was Canadian. Oh, you didn't? I didn't. Yeah, know they're that. from they're from Ontario. They they uh, Ontario boys. I saw them. I, I remember from Brampton. There you go. I saw them play, and I'm I'm such a pompous asshole for saying this, but I did. I saw them play at the Far Side in Red Deer, like a little college bar, when their first album came out. Um, with my brother and blew my mind how good they were. And, uh, yeah, it was just the theory of harmonial value or whatever. Their first album was incredible. And they just, they just kept turning out amazing album after amazing album touring with bands like Alexis on fire and stuff too. And they, they kind of got a name for them. They ended up doing a uh, little merger album there. What was it called? The switcheroo switcheroo. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was so good. Uh, yeah, dude. They, every they time I saw Monine. They did. Every time I saw Monine too live, they would like the singer would climb up onto the top of the highest stack he could and jump into the crowd and whatever. They were such a good live band. Daryl, were there siblings in that band? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. I think there is. There you go. A trivia, Daryl. What are the siblings' names in the band? I only know John one. John and uh, Brad. The only the only one I know is Kenny. He's the singer. Yeah, but, it's uh, uh, Kenny. Kenny Bridges. No, the, the Chris Hughes and Eric Hughes. I don't know if they're siblings, but they have the Hughes last name. So I'm assuming they're siblings. Are you guys brothers? <laughs> You're just assuming? Yeah, fuck yeah. Why not? <laughs> they're in a band and their <laughs> last names are both Hughes. They got to be brothers. He has no idea. Uh, the other band, so the one you brought in for this match was Dashboard. Yeah, Dashboard. Yeah. I'm not like super attached. Like Dashboard was a staple for sure. Don't get me wrong. And there's definitely... There's definitely some dashboard songs that uh, that are extremely um, emotional. Yeah, re-listenable. Well, he's got he had that. Uh, well, Taylor mentioned it to me earlier. What's it? Screaming infidelities. Screaming infidelities. Your hair is everywhere. Yeah, it's so good. Screaming dude. infidelities, and it's it's so heartfelt. He quit his other band. He was on. He was in Further Seems Forever, which is a great band that's not on this list. Definitely recommend checking them out. But he was in them, he was on tour with them, and then his wife was cheating on him. And so then he had to quit the band, and then he started this one. And he did, oh, I don't know. A dashboard was really good, but I don't know. I'm going to go with Monine on this one. Like, I, Iker, what I said to, to Daryl earlier was Monine is, like, nostalgic for me because they were the, like, my very first concert that I went to was Monine opening for Under Oath. And then I saw them open for Alexis on Fire at their farewell show. But dashboard is just so emo. It's true. Dashboard's ex- like they're extremo, as I like to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. But 
at the same time. Is that time, a new word? I'm, I'm, I'm paging it right now. Um, I, you know, like I'm not like, like I said, I'm not super attached to dashboard. Like I, I like, I super, I'm into it. Like I love listening to dashboard. I can still listen to dashboard, but ultimately I think Monin's a better band. Like they have an emo vibe. They have the emo, they're in the emo scene and I think that they're a better band. So I would go, I would say, let's take your fucking, let's take your pick there. Big shift. All right. So I, we, never, we have- I don't think I ever saw Monin live. Like I, I don't think I did. If, Correct me if I'm so- wrong. They played last summer at the Stampede, and uh, same buddy who listened to My Chemical Romance at work, he went and he said it was amazing. Um, they, I think actually they played with Dashboard. Show. I Pardon? think I missed that. I think I missed that one. I think they honestly, I think at Stampede last summer, it was Monine and Dashboard Confessional on the same night. Was it last board or was it with the, or sorry, was it last board? Was it last year or was it the year before? Well, no, it was last board. It was okay. last board for sure. Okay. Last board. Yeah. yeah fuck All right. Me. So, so, so we made it through the whole East side without having to use a, 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 a tiebreaker. A tiebreaker. Um, tiebreaker. So, fuck. Let's go to the, let's go to the West coast here. Um, yeah. Let's just, let's start with a bang right in the Look, top left corner. Let's go let the West coast express. We got uh first matchup top left. We got the used versus armor for sleep. No, that's tough. It's, it's unfair. Well, it's, it's really, sorry, it's it is. Unfair is the word. You're right. It's kind of like with the Christmas bracket. Sometimes a good one comes up against another good one, and there's obviously a winner. And and the used is that they, just like we talked about My Chemical Romance on the other side, the used was the genre essentially. Them and My Chemical Romance toured together and all that shit, right? Yeah, and and the their self titled album, um, a box full of sharp objects. Like that album is just. I can still like I still listen to that album, and I start it from the top, and I just listen to it all the way through without interruption, and it's and, fucking great. And anytime a taste of ink comes on anywhere, you sing along. Loudly. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't not sing along with that song. Yeah, and do you sometimes sort of start self moshing while you're driving? Because I do that all the time. Yeah, Sorry. and you Snapchat it to us, and it's very uncomfortable because <laughs> I'm afraid you're going to get an accident. <laughs> but really, like those guys were ahead of their time for like for like um catchy uh choruses like they're they had some crazy catchy songs well, for and, that genre in that time and they also had that that same sound they had that the john i don't know if you remember john feldman from goldfinger he produced their album he produced a couple pop punk bands uh, and he also produced story of the year and they all kind of had that same sound but the used was what that sound became known for yeah so they had sure. their that album and in love and death yeah, they had that that wicked sound with them. Uh, Armor for Sleep. It sucks that they went up against the used. They are I, still today. I will just go out of my way to listen to Armor for Sleep. They had two amazing albums that I listen to all the time. They probably have more, but I only really went for those Dude, two. The, their first album was unbelievable. Was that Dream to Make Believe? Is that what that album's yeah. called? Uh, no. Uh, S- sounds like someone's got a fridge going in the background. Sorry. <laughs> that's where i keep my adult beverages cold hey that's fine but yeah that i know what you mean taylor i think that one was like a concept of of the moment between staying awake and falling asleep where you're kind like of half the, in a dream it was their it was their album what to do when you were dead well that, yeah, that i think that, that was their that's the one i their, listened to that, that one was from 2005 car underwater yes yeah okay yeah that there you go that's the one 
fucking fridge is so loud. Sorry, boys. My uh, yeah, that like that. As soon as you start that album and Car Underwater comes on, it's he's got a good voice. It's really emo. It's an emotional album, emo, if you will. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's great. Ar- Armor for Sleep is, is solid. They're uh, definitely a go-to. Good summer listen. Good driving and good driving album. I like that one. So, and what I was saying was Dream to Make Believe. That was their album that came out before that. And uh, again, both of them were, had really cool, really cool ways of, uh, I don't know, lyrics and Making stuff. Making music good. and putting instruments together. Yeah, it was really good. But yeah, anyway, cool. they lose because they went up against uh, a Titan. So They went up against Burt McCracken and they used. I, and the I remember watching a little documentary. I think it was on MTV or not MTV, fucking uh, much music when I was in high school still. And they were talking about the drummer and recording their self-titled when they were recording the drums and he was trying to find the right sound. And he went through like, I don't know, like 20 different snares just to find the sound of snare that he they wanted for that album. And if you actually go back and listen to it for that album and listen to the snare drum, that took however long, like I said, they experimented in I don't know that I did that album. The sound is just perfect. Yeah. And that snare drum sounds the same. That's kind of that John Feldman sound I was talking about. It's almost listen to the snare. It's the same in all of them. It's really yeah. cool. So they yeah. found it for the used. So anyway, let's move on. The used takes that round. So uh, let's go to the bottom here. I I'm bringing um, a band that is so emo. They have a song about crying <laughs> called bleeding mascara. I'm bringing a Treyu to the punch. This is our third drumming singer combo yeah. coming in here so i have a tray you what do you got i got taken back sunday oh fuck i don't even think it's an argument <laughs> no it's not like a tray a tray is sick and they got you know like you said the drummer is sick he's got a good voice he's his killer drummer he had a fucking big ass drum kit i'm pretty sure he had three bass drums on some of his kits that's ridiculous uh, what but, a waste but uh it's taking back sunday dude tell all your friends you know yeah. without the e. taking back sunday like they had that people that there was a, I think they were even before the used and my chemical romance were emo. I think taking back Sunday was, they were the poster boys of emo. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I was going to play it. Oh, it so good. It was going to sound so good. Yeah. You're not allowed to play that. I know, but I, yeah, it's true. That's why I stopped. I started doing that with Tokyo. Remember the Tokyo drift song? Dun, 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 dun. Anyways, I can't do that anymore. I can't, I can't play Dude, like Also there's songs like you're so last summer that are Timberwolves at New Jersey. They were so good. Yeah. Tell all your friends from start to finish is like, it's, it's extremely relevant to like now I listen to it even, you know, now. All right, so I, I explain that now? very well. I, I, you know, they're very good because I said they're very good. Is what I'm trying to say. So that's true. Do we need they're a tiebreaker, or are no, we going to go no. with TBS? Take take, take back, back Sunday's Sunday. going. They Fuck they definitely right. are moving on that one. Um, next up, I I have a feeling that I'm going to lose again. Um, but I, I'm bringing the Get Up Kids to the table, and I think that uh, they were Tooth and Nail Records. Tooth and Nail Records. <laughs> the Get Up Kids are definitely not on Tooth and Nail Records. <laughs> nope. No, we 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 figured that out when we didn't record this part already. Yeah, last time I was That's, thinking of uh, kids in the way. That yeah. was a that was definitely an inside joke for those of you who were here last time, which happened to be the three <laughs> of us. So great, great. But the Get Up Kids are coming up against brand new. Yeah, and, and it's it's no brainer. Um, I don't think that brand new necessarily stayed an emo band. 
but their first their first album i think was email from email from top to bottom and had some great emo songs on it and i think that they kind of they were one of those bands like we talked about thrice in in maturing and progressing and i think brand new is one of my favorite bands to this day and they have some incredibly smart and and extremely well written albums um more recently but uh yeah like they're i think that they're just they're definitely going to smash the get up kids yeah i so cool. i don't I, lime i didn't listen to the get up kids very much at all for those of you pmx dvds well that's that was my argument the first time we listened to this is is the or the first time we tried this one is the get up kids were on old bmx dvds that i just loved it was all emo music it was great but that's okay i'll concede because i fucking love brand new and and yeah they're you're right they're just like just like thrice totally different but just like them they grew and their music you know kept progressing it kept changing but it didn't get shitty and they kept getting they they were better songwriters better composers they got to number one on the billboard with their last album science fiction science fiction yeah yeah i don't i think that out of all these out of all these bands i think i think brand new is my favorite band overall out of all these bands but um in the emo genre you want to be just like the singer right i do jesse lacy aside from like questionable sexual activity i think he's a fucking stand-up dude and he's got you know he's got some smart lyrics and and uh he's a fucking handsome dude so if i could be like jesse lacy that'd be cool I just I remember I didn't listen to them as much with their first couple albums. It was kind of after, but the Devil and God are raging inside me. That album changed my life. Oh, that Listening album to came those out, lyrics, two thousand six. Yeah, it came out the year that I moved here, and I had a, a a roommate in not a roommate in college, a guy on my floor in college, and he and he said he said it best. Honestly, he said, if listening to the Devil and God are raging inside me, if listening to that album doesn't give you the chills there's something wrong with your nervous system. Like it's, yeah, it's so fucking good. You listen to the lyrics and the way they compose their songs. It's just like, it's crazy. It's so good. That's it. I, yeah, I agree. Brand news moving on. Yeah. So this is the last one. And I have a feeling already we're going to need a, a tie break on this one because it's a band that I listen to all the time and I love, and it's a band that you listen to all the time that I don't know at all. Essentially. Um, I'm I'm bringing Jimmy World to the table, and what do you got? I got I got uh, Senses Fail, dude. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of them. I have heard of them. I've definitely heard of them. I've heard songs from them. I just never got into them. Never really noticed them. They, I I guess they just weren't on my radar that much. It was kind okay, of a I'm, background. I'm giving you homework then because you need to listen to um, Bite to Break Skin. Yeah, <laughs> Bite okay, to Break perfect. Skin. Um, no, their first album, listen, download their first, no, they're, sorry, their second album, not their first album. Their first album's good, but their second album, uh, Let It Enfold You. That album, 2004, uh, bunch of bangers. It's a straight up emo album, emo album, um, You're Cute When You Scream, uh, Bite to Break Skin, Rum is for Drinking After Burning, Choke on This. Okay, so those are all very emo titles. So yes, it's, it's honestly though, if you haven't, I don't like. Are you like you haven't listened to that album, Daryl? Not. Okay. On purpose. Okay. <laughs> not not on purpose, but by accident. Well, I I like like I said, I might have heard it in passing, but I never noticed. I never, yeah. Okay. I never yeah, I never that, got in them. I so, feel like Senses Fail was like the it was kind of the underdog. They were like the opening act for a lot of these bigger emo bands that kind of hit that genre peak. 
um, Sense of Fail was right there for quality, man. Like they're, you know, clever lyrics. I don't know, catchy songs, fucking definitely emo. Their lead singer had a tattoo of a Grim Reaper that was a vagina, and the sickle was a fucking dick. Like he's he's his name's Buddy. Like it, just a fucking pretty <laughs> sick band to listen to. Obviously, if your name's Buddy, do you get the people like, oh, this is a buddy of mine? Do you think think that happens? <laughs> I bet he never heard that joke before ever. <laughs> Fuck, he's probably never heard that before. Okay, I I will say it sounds like Taylor. It sounds like even if I asked for a tiebreaker, you're gonna go senses fail all the way, aren't we? Yeah, I'm gonna go senses fail. I'm. I'm not going to say that I don't like Jimmy Eat World, though. Like, I know I'm a, I'm a young buck. You guys are all old. But, um, <laughs> you guys are older than you, man. Come on. Yeah. Yep. You're old. Um, oh, fuck. But I'm definitely, I'm leaning more towards Sense of Fail on this one. No, that's, I, I get it. I, I will, we're obviously, they're moving on because of that, the, 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 the tie break, but I think that. Tie break. Whatever. <laughs> I think. I think that Bleed American and Futures and Clarity by Jimmy World, which was like, you know, 99 to 2005 or whatever, were perfect. I think they're great albums. If you don't, if you haven't listened to those, I'd say go ahead right now. Just pause us. Hey, hop over there. Jimmy, Jimmy World is a phenomenal band. Just yeah. dive right in. When it, com- when it comes to emo, them compared to Census, Census Bill is a titch bit more emo a titch just a titch just a titch all right well um, also jordan buckley from every time i die he vomited in front of the jimmy eat world um banner on their gear at a show one time and it was on their dvd and so i found 20 bucks after you must have because that was a very shitty story yeah <laughs> i mean i made it i made it brief at least very brief all right we're all hey that's round one out of the bag or wait does that make sense Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed out of the bag. We're out of the bag, bag. round one. Out of the bag. Out of the... Hey, we're done. Daryl, are you recording? Yeah, yeah. did you hit record? Or... I definitely hit record on this. Don't worry, okay. guys. We're, we're going. So let's move on to round two. Let's go to the east side. Um, this is where things get a bit more fun, I think. We it's going to get spicy. Pick. But uh, I, hope first you one... your, I hope you brought your deodorant because it's going to get fucking spicy and stinky in here. Why, why does deodorant have to do with spicy? Speaking of spicy, speaking of spicy, how about a word from our sponsor? Hey, I hope you bought your seatbelt because it's about to get hot. (laughs) Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Are you ready to not know how to choose? (laughs) Bring your deodorant. (laughs) All right. So this time, this this one. Records. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do it. Do you want to just take over? Go ahead. Just, yeah. just go ahead. Uh, our first, uh, this first matchup on the second round of the East Side is going to be Monin versus Thrice, and these are both ta- uh, bands that have been tabled by Daryl. Though I, I completely agree, and I and I support his decisions, but these are both a couple of uh, Daryl bands. So, Daryl, what, what are you going to say to this? What am I going to say? I, I, I think I kind of said it earlier. They're both amazing. It sucks that they're up against each other. This obviously is going to happen as we go on. It's the nature um, of bracket, Daryl. That, that's Fuck. it. I think when we go to strictly emo into what you know we define as emo, I think Monine has to take it because they were more consistent with their style as they went. They obviously grew. They got better um, as musicians. They grew up a little bit. They wrote better lyrics. They all that stuff. But Thrice kind of went more to the rock side, whereas Monine kind of stayed true to their sound. So I'm going to go with Monin. Plus, they're so fucking good. Listen to what about, 
What about the Alchemy Index, Daryl? Okay, the Alchemy Index was really cool. I liked it. That was like a four four part album by Thrice. Don't get me wrong, I think Thrice is one of my favorite bands. But Monine, I think when it comes to emo in the emo bracket, I think they need to move on. I agree. I'll I'll give it to Monine. Um I support your your decision. Um I I think Thrice is they just they're the band that kind of changed their sound more than Monine. Yeah. Um yeah in in a kind of a less emo direction so i would say yeah let's go moaning let's go the boys the girl brampton boys eh brampton ontario your fucking hughes brothers hughes as i call moaning played on in sylvan lake it was so awesome like my little town moaning played on the beach it was so cool anyway i was fully uh i was fully just like (laughs) no thrice is thrice is the band to win but then hearing you say uh, the emo side and how they stuck true to their sound. You know, you're right. You're right. It is Monique. Well, good because yeah. we already came to that decision. Thanks, thanks for piping up, Taylor. You're welcome. Yeah. That's the uh, the tiebreaker for you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, we already this, came, but thank you. This, yeah, this is next matchup. I'm glad, I'm glad I brought my deodorant for that one. Yeah, that was perfect. This next matchup, though, um, I think there's a clear cut winner. I, I don't, I don't want there to be. But uh, we have My Chemical Romance versus Thursday. Yeah. What's your take? Uh, my knee-jerk reaction is is uh, Thursday. Just really? based on, just based on um, um, seniority. I think that they have the seniority in the genre over My Chemical Romance. I think that My Chemical Romance probably put out more, they pumped out more emo music. So you could argue that. But I think that based on like, um, the roots of emo i would give it to thursday all right well i'm gonna stick with my chemical romance just for they had a whole album of like the black parade how fucking emo is that when they have like a whole black parade going on i guess you had to watch the video but yeah See, you know, I, didn't even, I didn't even like that album i don't still to this day i don't like that album mm. well really i know that's that's like everybody's favorite fucking my chemical romance album but i never liked it I'm I'm a three cheers fan, but yeah, I yeah. I really enjoyed that album. I thought it was really good. I I think My Chemical Romance, I think they just move on because because of, of emo. I, I don't know. It's a stupid argument. But nice. Yeah, it's a really dumb one. So either way, <laughs> Taylor, we need you to chime in. We need a tiebreaker. Yeah, what does he need, Daryl? He, he needs need a, a tie a tiebreaker. Yeah, we need a tiebreaker. Okay, well said. Okay. Um. Sorry to disappoint you, Isaac. I'm definitely going MCR on this one. Are you? Uh, yeah. Do you have a, do you have a specific reason? They're wait like I'm with you, Daryl. Like the like three cheers for five years and the Black Parade. <laughs> three, three cheers for five years, eh? Or sorry, that's a song. Oops. <laughs> Glad I brought the deodorant. Song by a pop punk band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet tree. Three cheers. Three for cheers Street for Street Revenge. Yeah, that's there you go. It. <laughs> Have we, have we forgotten about the album? I brought you my bullets. You brought me your love. No, that's their first album. I definitely did forget about that. I have no idea. Yes. How <laughs> how fucking emo that. is that though? I know, right? Come on, I get, I get it, I get it. My Chemical Romance, they, I get it. Let's go, let's go. All right, so With, we, uh, we three got... cheers for five beers over here. <laughs> three, three cheers, three beers. All right. <laughs> We're going to the east. Wait, we're going to the west coast here. Uh, we have brand new versus taking back Sunday. Um, Ooh, ouchie. I, 
I got to go with taking back Sunday on that one. Just again, like we said earlier, before my chemical romance and the use came on the scene, taking back Sunday was emo. That's what people, when people knew taking back Sunday, they said emo. That's, I would, that's my reason. I would say, I would say yes. Um, based on the genre, I think that brand new is hands down the better band. Oh, I but agree. hundred percent. I think that taking back Sunday is going to take this one because they're just a better emo band, at least at that time, like for that time, for that genre, for that, you know, era, taking back Sunday, just, they had me. There you go. Yeah. All right. Our next matchup is the used versus census fail. Now, yeah, this is I, another easy one, honestly. Yeah. It's the used. Yeah. I like, I love, I already been over it. I'm not going to beat a dead horse as I, I tried to mention earlier, but, um, Hey, how hard did Bert work on stage? <laughs> how, yeah. How hard did he work on stage? And how uh, much do you love Senses Fail? Like, dude, I fucking both. I love Senses Fail. I love Senses Fail. They do put on a terrible show on Jimmy Kimmel. I think it was Kimmel. They maybe it was Kimmel or it was Conan O'Brien. Anyways, they went on one of those shows and they put on a performance that was fucking just ghastly. It was terrible. Um, but Senses Fail is great. I, I fucking love Senses Fail, but the used is the used, and and you got to go with them. Bert McCracken, fuck you. Bert McCracken, it is. Is that his real name? I don't Burn know. Burn McCracken. I don't know. Let me let me let me Wikipedia that shit. Because because I just never I never knew if that was his real name. If it Pull is, it up, if it is, it's good for that. I just it's just kind of weird. It just doesn't sound real. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I my main reason for no, McCracken for, sounds like a fake name. Doesn't Birth, it? Birth name Robert Edward McCracken. His name is Bert McCracken for real. Wow. There you go. It's weird. I never think of Bert as being short for Robert because I always think Rob, right? Or Bob, not Bert. I think Bert. Huh? Anyway, Bert and Ernie. I didn't know his name Bert was Robert. Bert Bert. Anyway, that's a shitty story. But okay, uh, the used. The used is moving on. So let's go back to the other side here. We have My Chemical Romance versus Monine. Oh, I'm going to let you take the fucking lead on that one, man. Well, I'm going to piss off a lot of people here, but I think Monine should go on. But it, I just, because I like them more, <laughs> it's, it's, it's me <laughs> just, up. it's me pumping, pumping one of my faves. So I, I would know. vote, I would vote Monine strictly on uh, the old Brampton boys. Let's go good Canadian band. Okay. Taylor, do you think we're crazy for picking Monine over my chemical romance in an emo bracket? Uh, no, I don't. They're both <clears throat> very emo. Um, and I think that you have made a wise decision. <laughs> well, perfect. And literally, we lost we lost three followers off that one right there. People yeah. are going to be fucking complaining about that for sure. That's Come half, back! That's half of our followers. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. No, we have seven now. Remember? Right, sorry. So that's just under half of our followers. Well, now we're at four. So... We're on the other side. We got the used versus taking back Sunday. Can what? can we just like refine it down to the used self-titled versus tell all your friends and have a discussion? Okay. We sure can. Because I think those are two of my favorite emo albums ever. Well, there you go. I, I think I think what's so Pros funny about cons of both. Go. the used self-titled album, what's so good about that is I'm pretty sure that's the album that that my wife went to go see their show, and she loves the use. She told me if the use doesn't win this thing, that you know, we're getting a divorce or somewhere. I'm kicked out of the family. I don't know, but well, 
At least you got practice with divorces. <laughs> wow. That's a low blow. <laughs> Boom. But she went to I'm sorry. I love she, you. She went to go watch the use with her friend as a young as a young girl and wore a t shirt that said, I want to get used by the used. Oh wow. So <laughs> that's Was she successful? <laughs> no. That would have been very uncomfortable because she was probably 15. Um, yeah, fair but uh, this isn't Jesse Lacey here. But uh, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to go there, but it's all, hey, it's that, okay. that is not proven. In, I don't think accusations. It's, it's, only. It's accusations only. Anyway, I think, I think for that reason, they had l- legions of fans that love the used and, and, Talking just their first album, even if you include two, if you include In Love and Death as well, um, I think also the used great wins. album. Yeah, I think I think the used takes it on that one. But let's go, let's go the used based on follow up albums because uh, Taking Back Sunday's follow up album was what uh, new louder was, now louder now or was it new again? I think it was louder. I think louder now was after Tell All Your Friends. Is is new? I think you're right. I think I think um, In Love and Death takes that one. Yeah, I'm not Netflix. even I'm not even using Google, and I know this shit. Get your fucking shit together, man. Yeah, you didn't prepare beforehand, bro. Uh, no, I just came in here uh, strictly on memory, bros. Sorry, fuck. Um, no, I. So I wait, wait, wait. On on memory, you knew that there was two Hughes brothers in Monine. <laughs> Dude, a hundred percent. I don't know Bullshit. why you ever think anything other other than that. And and you didn't know they were Canadian yet. You keep calling them the Brampton Boys, the Brampton Boys, bro. <laughs> that was a good alliteration. Anyway, sorry, I I I I interrupted you. No, it's all good. Um, I uh, I think yeah, like I said, based on follow up albums, I think I think that uh, the used has to take it. There it is, the used versus Monine in the final. Wow, people are gonna be pissed about that final. I, I think we should have picked My Chemical Romance just to keep people happy, but I'm glad Monine's in the final here. I I, I got to say, I still think their first album, Theory of Harmonial Value, I'm going to say it over and over again because it's that good. You should listen to it. Um, is just amazing. I think it was the definition of emo at the time. However, they don't have a lyric that has someone screaming at the top of their lungs to fuck my ass. So I, <laughs> so I think the used wins. But uh, I don't know. That's me. What do you think? I mean, like you said, I, I, I you stole the words out of my mouth, man. Uh, buddy screams, "Fuck my ass!" Fuck my ass. Repeatedly on stage. That's uh, about as emo as it gets. I think. Is it though? I think he, it he is. didn't. He didn't say. Oh, I guess he'd be crying after that. But uh, yeah, that was a shitty joke. So wouldn't that be emo? <laughs> shitty <laughs> joke. Fuck my ass. That was pretty bad. No, but. <laughs> But even just their whole, I don't know, the use their music videos, their aesthetic, the way that people still follow them, I think that they are, everyone considers them to be the definition of emo. Yeah, I think they're like kind of like the godfather of, of, uh, of emo. I, I love Monine. Like I've said it, I'm, I don't want to say, you know, over and over again for fuck's sakes, but what do you say? Monine's fucking excellent, man. They are. If you don't, if you haven't listened to them, then go listen to them. And if you have, then you already know that they deserved to be in this final too. And uh, either way, the used wins. I'm not upset about that. To be honest with you, I loved the used. I loved them back in the day. I still enjoy those albums now. 
I don't really listen to anything past then, but no, me I, either. But no, I they, even like what was it that song they had for Transformers? Was it the they kind of had that that big hit? Um, but like even that whole album, like that was kind of like the, their first album after the ones that I listened to, and I just not really into them. Their newer shit. Once they had that album, I think it was called Art, where like the album artwork was like somebody yeah. tattooing the word art on their arm. Yeah. I, I sort of stopped listening to them at that point. I have never even seen that. So obviously I stopped listening before that. I know what you're talking about, Taylor, because I actually like the used. So well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, uh, <clears throat> no, I, yeah. Uh, uh, the used had those two, three really good fucking albums and they're kind of the, they're the, they're the, the grand champion of, of emo music. Uh, undisputed. They, they won. They took the bracket. Well, there we go. We made it through our very emotional bracket, and uh, it was so I, emotional we had to do it twice. <laughs> we didn't have to do the whole and, thing twice. And, Come and on. there are many other bands that could have been in there. Yeah, do we, we all love them. Do we want to like give a couple shout outs to like some some? Uh, well, some of these some of these other bands. Mentions. Yeah, there was a bunch, and that's what's so hard is there was a ton of them. Like we had story of the year. I'd say they were, they were an emo band. I love them. Yep, the spill canvas. I hate spill canvas. Oh, spill. <laughs> I, I, I fucking hate them. He is so whiny. <laughs> my my wife loves it, and I cannot stand it. I hate it. I don't know why. She because she yeah. plays them. Uh, it's on her playlist. She sings along, and I, I, yeah, I just hate the spill canvas. I don't know why. Taylor Taylor got me on the spill canvas actually back in the day. Did he? Good. Good. Yep. Seosin. Seosin. Circus Survive. Circus Survive, yeah. Anthony, oh, yeah. What was his name Anthony something? Anthony Green. That's the one. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's sang in fucking, both those bands. He's got a really high voice, but he's really talented. So yeah, uh, I remember at at uh, when he was with Sales and at what was that? It was called Taste of Chaos Tour with My Chemical Romance oh, yeah. and the used Sales and opened, and Anthony Green was there and he had this big beard and he was singing so high. I was so I was just like, what the hell's happening? Um, yeah, but yeah, it was so good. I, we mentioned them before, but Dashboard's old band, Further Seems Forever, they were a great one. Um, Finch, they were. Finch was so good. See, there you go. Finch was like a, a another another uh, founding member, I think, of the scene, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, from first to last, you know, Skrillex yep. before he was Skrillex. Yep. Oh, yeah, I forgot and, about that. Yeah, Sonny Moore. Dude, and from first to last, he when they, that that band was taken off they were in high school like he was like grade 10 or 11 the, re- the rest of the band the wasn't he was he was a, yeah, he, he was he was the one in high school they were all fucking graduated like, yeah. 20 years old they were, and like their drummer was like in a metal band and stuff beforehand um the fact that we know all that without having to look it up is just you know they were that that one album and i think it was only that one album but what was it dear diary my teen angst has a body count that's the one. That's the one. How fucking emo was that name? <laughs> they didn't make it on the list. There were some that I wanted to add on the list, but I just didn't. I didn't think they were emo enough. Um, you know, Bright Eyes, a uh, Death Cab for Cutie, Alexis on Fire, Alexis on Fire. Yeah, all these things like were Alexis great. On, Alexis on Fire was they've just they were more screamo the entire way through. Yeah, like they just they never really changed from from screamo. So, and then you can't really. But same thing. I think Bright Eyes was way too indie. I think Death Cab was way too indie to be called emo. Um yeah. Follow Boy, people are gonna be pissed that we didn't have Fallout Boy on the list, I think. But what what about Yellow Card? Yellow that was Card. one that 
I think was like kind of, it's a very gray area for yellow card. I think same. Yeah. Very similar. They, they were, they were right in that genre, but were they punk with a violin or were they emo? I don't know. Right. I guess it's same thing. Something corporate. Were they a pop punk band that had piano or were they an emo band? I don't know. But uh, yeah, there were they make, they, bottom line. They didn't make the cut. They didn't make the cut. They didn't come hey. out today. Yeah. Sorry, boys. Ginger and beef didn't like you. Yeah. Well, we I like mean, them. We Don't, like them. Bro. If they, you know, if you want to be a guest <laughs> on our podcast, come on in, but uh, sorry. sorry. I, uh, so I just did a little fact check and we, we all fucked up. Oh, did we? What? Yeah. Uh, taking back Sunday's follow-up album to tell all your friends was not louder now. And it was not new again. Make damn sure. No. Oh, it was the album title is where you want to be. 2004. Uh, oh, and that's a good one too. Yeah, it is. A good does one. that change everything? No, no. I think the I don't think still wins. Okay, so Tame Back Sunday wins. <laughs> <laughs> it. Let's be realistic. In my opinion, if Taking Back Sunday would have been up against Monine, I think Monine would have won. Uh, I, I mean, I could see it, but you know that wasn't the case. It was the used, and it was always meant to be the used. It so. was. Yeah, it definitely was. I'm not kicked out of the family, so that's good. I get to stay. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was some other bands. It was so hard. Like good Charlotte is on all these, I, I would never consider them emo, but they're on all these emo playlists and emo lists that I found. And so dude, I, it just reminds me of how good much music used to be. Right? What? Cause like, they played good Charlotte all the time. No, no, no. I'm just saying I'm using that as a fucking, as a segue. Much music used to play like their top hits used to be like Billy talent and Alexis on fire. Billy talents. Like, another one. They were good. Yeah, and like, well, do you so do you remember when Billy Talent used to be called Pez, and they oh. were trying to get, they were trying to get signed, and they were told straight up, they're like, if you don't change your lead singer, you're never gonna get anywhere in this industry, and they were like, fuck you, and they changed their band name and they put out Billy Talent, the first self titled, and it was a fucking banger. It's a great CD, and I say yeah. the reason I say CD is because I have the CD in my van and we listen to it on a regular basis. It's I'm, so for those of you who don't know what a CD is, back in the day we had these <laughs> compact discs that you would put in. To you, you'd plug player. them in exactly. No compact discs. I had the tape, dude. I had the tape. No, I didn't have any tapes for any of these bands. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, another <laughs> one we wrote down, Newfound Glory. I thought they were great, but they were pop punk all the way. My friends over yeah, you. They were definitely pop punk. My friends over you. One of my yeah. favorite pop punk songs of all time. Yeah, but anyway. So that's it. That's our emo podcast. Did we did we do okay? Did we piss you off, or do you think it was you have better better bands that would have made it further on? Let us know. Or even a band that we just missed out on. You know, completely. Yeah. If there's a band that we didn't know at all, and you know them personally, let us know so we can know them. And and I think I want to thank Taylor uh, for joining in today. I think the, having the Taybreaker is crucial and he might have to join in for more of these, uh, bracket episodes. So I don't have to listen to Daryl try to, you know, justify bullshit. I think we need to get Taylor I, I, a better. Mic. I want to thank, I want to thank you boys for having me on. This is, this has been a blast, right, Taylor, yep, especially doing it. Twice. Now what we're going to do is we're going to give you, we're going to give you one of the final words here. So I need you to give us the code word for today, but I need you to say it louder. Um, okay. The code word is, Earbud. Earbud. I thought you were going to go tooth and nail records. <laughs> I thought you were going to do something emo. But uh, earbud. Earbud yeah, it earbud. is. Earbud. Perfect. Thanks right, for guys. coming on, Taylor. Take care. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.